Hey, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a family vacation at Walt Disney World ends in tragedy. Another accident collapses a road sign on World Drive and ties up traffic for hours. Disney is considering a purchase of Twitter, and Disney also pulls a Halloween costume after accusations of racial insensitivity. Also, speaking of racial insensitivity, Oliver Green and Steve Porter will be joining us live a little later on from Disney Springs with an update on the construction going on with Planet Hollywood. We're also going to discuss some of the current rumors swirling around the Internet. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 910, for the week of September 27th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Teresa Eccles. Hey. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. Back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Along with our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And it is great to be with you after a wonderful, if not exhausting, four days out in Disneyland. Uh, Rhino, uh, Oliver, myself, and Tom Bell were out uh checking out the first night of the Halloween party at Disneyland. We also went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Well, they did. I walked out. But you're going to have to tune into another show to find out why. Uh, but we had we had a great weekend. I'm just really jet-lagged. I know uh, Rhino is, too. I don't know if it's so much jet-lag as it is just exhaustion, man. We were... I was just saying to these guys that we went commando for four days. Commando not being no underwear, Kevin. Um, Commando being in the parks from like 9 a.m. till midnight every day. Um, So it was kind of, it was a lot of fun. But by Sunday, I was so done. I'm like, oh, please, God, get me home. Um, And I scheduled a red eye, which meant we were just kind of like hanging around trying not to fall asleep in public uh, the last day. So, but it was a lot of fun. And we'll be, Talking about uh, those things on upcoming shows, we'll let you know uh, when those are when those are scheduled. So, uh, first up in housekeeping, um, I want to mention something. Speaking of coming up, um, that we're going to be launching next week. Um, Oliver and I have been working on this for a few months, and um, I, some of you may be familiar with a service called Patreon which is basically something used by a lot of podcasters, YouTubers, folks with websites um, to uh, allow their, their followers, their fans, their site visitors to donate a certain amount of money to help support their, their favorite shows. And um, this is used by a lot of other podcasters. And uh, since we've got a lot of things coming up that, you know, it's expensive to run the show, and I've kind of gotten to the place where it's either start taking in advertising directly on the show or do something else. I've opted to try this. Um, so uh, what, you can, what you'll be able to do when we launch this next week is you'll be able to donate a certain amount every month, be it $5, $10, $25, $10,000, you know, whatever, and um, show your support for our show. In exchange for that, we're going to be producing uh, some exclusive content just for our patrons in the form of vlogs, in the form of videos, in the form of uh, articles, things like that. That will be exclusive content just to our patrons. Uh, what I do want to let everybody know is that nothing that we do now is going behind a paywall. Everything you currently get, all the shows that we do, all that good stuff, all still going to be done just the way it always is. This will be some extra stuff to say thank you to those who are showing their support. And this is going to help us offset the cost of some of the new shows we want to produce coming up in the next 
three to six months, as well as some other things that we want to do to help kind of improve our show and to get John to stop yelling at me for spending so much money. Um, so that is going to be released next week. We'll have more details, but I just wanted to give everyone a heads up. So while we're talking about our shows, um, every Monday, disunplugged.com or youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel, the dreams unlimited podcast. Um, we, this past week we did our question and answer, uh, show, which was, um, for universal Orlando resort. Um, we did a whole month's worth of shows on Universal Orlando, and we ended with a question and answer show. And we also, on Monday, released our video of the winner of the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast for the Arlani contest. No, it was not you. What's your name? Teresa. It's not you, Teresa. <laughs> um, if you want to know who the winner is, go and watch the video. I'm not going to spoil it at this point, so go and watch and check it out. And then coming up next week, um, Tracy had a chance to go to the Fort Wilderness Cabins and spend some time there with her family, so she did a little mini-review. One of, of my favorite, favorite things to do. She enjoyed it, and she has a really interesting take on um, if it's appropriate for families traveling. At what point, say, in someone's um, Disney experience would this be a good option for folks for traveling so I thought she did a really good job on that she had some video and pictures so that's our show alright that's every Monday disunplugged.com or youtube.com slash disunplugged or uh, dreams unlimited travel excuse me I am completely out of it today you Sorry. are out of it I am out of it um, of course also every Monday the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged which you can subscribe to on iTunes or listen to on disunplugged.com uh, this week, Tom reviews the Hyatt House Hotel in Anaheim. So you can check that out every Thursday, disunplugged.com, the universal edition of the Disunplugged with host Craig Williams, along with Rhino Clavin and Oliver Green. And what is coming up in this week's show, Craig? Uh, this week, I will be talking about uh, the unmasking the horror uh, kind of lights on backstage tour of the Halloween Horror Nights houses that is available. So, Oh, and speaking of Halloween Horror Nights houses, um, they just mentioned we were out in California and the guys did uh, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal and uh, they've started putting up some videos from the houses. The first one, Rhino, it's uh, return, uh, Halloween 2, Return uh, to yeah, Haddonfield. Hadden, hell Comes to Haddonfield. Hell Comes to Haddonfield. I just Haddonfield. called it Halloween, to, so I wasn't putting swear words in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good Lord. And, it's uh, in Pete's sign-off every week. Damn. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you really should, we should put a link to this in the show notes page. People need to watch this video because it is so fun to watch these two scream like... Girl Scouts Wait going till you get to this. the video where I almost got knocked unconscious with the camera. You can oh. see my head slam into the lens and then me fall onto the ground in front of it. And there's one, I don't know which house it was, where Rhino was filming and Oliver was coming around a corner and he sees one of the scare actors and the oh. reaction was just one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen. I'm picturing Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> That's what I have in my head going on. It's a lot more effeminate. It's a lot yeah. more gay than that. Yeah. If that's possible. Imagine that, but drag queens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> I can't. You really, my favorite part in those videos, though, is watch for when the scare happens and the camera ooh, shakes like yes. that. You can I'm sorry, it's so funny. His scream lasts for five minutes in one of them. He's, he just starts screaming, and there's no end to it. <laughs> and then you see his hand touch a door frame. <laughs> I'm sorry, he almost passed out. That's the funniest thing. He almost scared himself to death. He almost passed out. Oh, oh, so it's so much funny. pain. <laughs> No, oh now my we god. Know it makes Rhino laugh. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's one of those things where you'll keep it in your head and every now and then you just almost randomly it. start laughing yeah. at it and you know, in public when people just stare at you, it's fine. <laughs> I've right. done that I've done that lights on tour, Craig. I think that's really cool. To see the back of the inside of those uh, haunted houses. Now you have to find out on Thursday what I think of it. Okay. It's a little controversial. They just changed some of the rules with it this past week to you can no longer take photos inside of the uh, 
inside of the intellectual property houses. Oh, so that, makes sense. that was a. Uh, a big which is weird people. because in Hollywood they are allowing you to film in the houses, which they don't allow here. Which I thought was kind of interesting that it was okay out in Hollywood, but it's yeah. not here. It's bizarre. So, but that's that'll this. probably change now that Oliver started screaming. Probably. <laughs> You've seen the videos of Ellen and her assistant. Like the assistant goes through the Hollywood door. Yeah. yeah, it's like that, only worse. <laughs> yeah. So that's Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged every Thursday, one p.m. Eastern Time. And every Friday-ish, Diz Pop with Rhino Clavin and other people. And what are you doing Friday, Rhino? This week, I'm going to do that makeup section I, was, I didn't get to last week. We did the unboxing video instead. Um, so it's going to be a makeup tutorial, and I'm going to show you how to do the chance icon from Halloween Horror Nights and just some other basic stuff. Some stuff people have been asking about. arch in your eyebrow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wait for the tucking video. <laughs> That's the... The budget for duct tape is out of this world. <laughs> is it? All right, then. Um, all right, anything else in housekeeping? Nothing? All right, we got a lot of news stories to cover finally this week. We do, so. we do. And our first news story is not exactly pleasant or happy, and I think if you've got little ones, perhaps uh, not for their ears. So uh, come back and come back into the show in a little bit after this story. Car, ca- car crash after Disney vacation kills parents, leaves daughters seriously injured. The parents of a Missouri family were killed this week in a crash on Interstate 4 while headed to the beach. Greg and Sarah Moyers of Leadwood, Missouri, had taken their two girls on vacation to Walt Disney World and Universal Studios and were headed to the beach around 12.30 p.m. on Sunday, September 25th. A Florida Highway Patrolman said, quote, a Ford Focus drifted into their lane near DeLand, causing their Nissan to veer off the road and hit a tree about 12.30 p.m. The parents were pronounced dead at the scene, and Haley, 13, and Sophia, 8, were transferred with serious injuries to Arnold Palmer Hospital for children and women. As of Monday evening, September 26th, Haley was noted as being in critical critical condition and Sophie in stable condition. Charles King, 43, a New London, um, what state is that? Connecticut? No. Um, North Carolina. (laughs) Sorry. Was the driver of the Ford Focus, and he was not injured in the incident or the accident. Family and friends say the couple had saved for months to take the girls on vacation. The Moyers were raising five kids together. Two of them were Sarah's sister's children. Um, just a very, very sad, incredibly sad story. Sad story. Just rough, just you know, really rough um, under any circumstances. Um, and I, I'm sure people will say this about whatever state or city they live in. Um, but I, I certainly notice it here. Um, if you're going to be renting a car or driving while you're on vacation, I, I can just ask that you be really defensive in how you drive here. Um, the locals are insane. Um, I've been here 18, 19 years, and it it seems to, I don't know if, if it's me or it just seems to get worse and worse and worse especially with this lane drifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a lot of younger people on the roads, and I see a lot of this while they're driving. It's not but, just young people either. Yeah, it's a, everybody I see on the road is on their phone. I do not use my phone when I'm driving because 90% of the time I'm driving my children. I don't understand why you would put you or your children or anybody else's life in danger like that. It is so risky. It is so terrible. I mean, I these poor girls. First of all, they lost their their parents. Yeah, They'll, that's something that you just you don't recover from. It's something you learn to deal with, and they're so young. It's going to be so hard. Um, I honk at people all the time for drifting into my lane, all the time. Mm-hmm. Florida. And I'm not, I don't. And I just want to be clear. I'm not suggesting this man involved in this accident was texting because um, I don't know that. Right. Uh, I he just was, know that he had to have been distracted. Um, I know that lane drift. I, I see it all all the time here. And like I said, I'm sure this goes on everywhere. It's not just here, but I can only reference what I see here, especially on I four, which is where I believe this accident took place. Um, and uh, the, some of the things I see on I four, uh, especially if it's later in the evening, um, racing is a big a big thing here. Um, oh, that's the beach line, 528, going out to work. And Every day there's X. Every day. Every day. Um, so uh, just be, you know, 
just be mindful. It's so sad. It is so, so sad that these girls, these little girls lost their parents. Florida, Central Florida in, in general is a really difficult place to drive. You have sort of a dichotomy. You have tourists who are distracted, who are looking for places or not sure where they're going or trying to get to someplace unfamiliar with the roads. But you also have locals who are frustrated with the tourists. So they'll do quick lane changes. They'll try to get around them. They'll drive a little faster. So just be super, super careful. You also have a lot of people who feel that the rules of the road don't apply to them. I see that all the time. Um, Cutting people off in traffic. I I witnessed something that uh, this was a couple years ago, uh, not far from where I live. Um, I guess one car must have cut off another. And this took road rage to a whole new level. They were literally intentionally running into each other. One was slamming the other one in the back, and then the other one would would go up alongside and side swiper. And this went on. Cars were colliding. Yes, intentionally. And it was. I was watching this, going, "Oh my god!" And it was insane. These people were screaming at each other. Um, It's. It can get crazy here. We also have different rules. Where I come from, where I was raised, you drove right and passed left. And you got out of the passing lane. Yeah. And we don't have that law in Florida or even a recommendation of it. The The pass lane is perfectly okay to go 55 miles an hour. And I think this enrages people from other, born in other places. Mm -hmm. Because... It really can tie up traffic. The other thing we don't do in, again, where I come from in New York State, if there was an accident, as once the police get there, the accident is moved to the side of the road. That's not true in Florida. They will wait until everything is investigated. There are signs that say, move move all accidents to the side of the road. I used to drive the turnpike for 10 years. And I have sat on the turnpike for seven and eight hours while accidents are investigated. Well, you move to the side of the road when you can, if it's like a right. fender bender or something like that. But right, when it's right. a crash, um, sometimes there. the car can't be moved. I That's mean, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Is that well? See, in New York State, they would even they would do everything they could to clear the highway. They don't do that here, right? And you actually can't drive in the passing lane either. It's so I know because I yeah. just took driving school for an accident. <laughs> Is it so. a law here that actually says yes? An yes. Unenforced. All law. slow traffic yes. must keep to the right. There are some signs along the way. But too. you could be going, and this is routine with me: seventy mile an hour, which is the speed limit. And people, you see them coming behind you. Yeah. At rap, right just up the- and think, okay, I got to get over, but you can't get over. But somehow they figure out a way to weave around yeah. you when there's no room to, and they cut right in front of you. Yeah. There's a major stretch of I-4 that I drive on where the speed limit is 50 miles an hour. Um, I go 55. I usually drive five over. That's illegal. Sorry. Um, but everybody that's passing me is going at least 70 miles an yeah. hour through this stretch of downtown where the speed limit is 50 miles an hour. Are you traveling on that really bad construction? Yes. Oh and so the lanes so are constantly dangerous. changing. I mean, like, they're constantly changing the, the marks of yeah. the lanes. And so you have to pay close attention to know which lane is yours. Yeah. Why'd you have to go to driving school? Uh, I was involved in a fender bender. Uh-oh. Yes. So. so just be careful. Please, 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 please. Don't be a Craig. Uh, my, problem, my problem was that I knew my tires were starting to go bald, and I did not do something about it quick enough, and I could not stop oh. fast enough because of it. So check your tires. And your brakes. And, and your brakes. And don't let your 21-year-old daughters drive, ever. <laughs> All right. On to our next news story, which also involves accidents. Walt Disney World directional sign falls on road after being hit by SUV. An overhead directional sign has fallen on the road at Walt Disney World after a SUV crashed into the pole. The incident happened around 3.15 p.m. last Saturday afternoon on World Drive near Epcot Center Drive. A Dodge Durango left the road, hit a guardrail, then one of the support poles for the road sign, causing the sign to fall and block the southbound lanes on World Drive. The driver of the SUV was taken to Celebration Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, according to Sergeant Kim Montez from the Florida Highway Patrol. Um, well, this is this. Someone must have been going pretty fast to go through all of those things to, and to take, take out aside. a guardrail yeah. and still be able to take out mm-hmm. the the yeah. I mean, I don't know, but it would you know you could hear that and assume that there, this was a high rate of speed accident 
you know, fortunately no one was hurt. Um, but when you look at that picture and see that entire structure holding those massive road signs collapsed onto the, gr- uh, uh, onto the roadway, you just, you, you're thankful that no one was underneath it when it right? came down. And these are not high-speed roads. No. No, they're not. There's a speed limit of 50 miles an hour on those roads. And I notice that uh, it's enforced much more on Disney property, mm-hmm. that speed limit, than I see on I-4. I am constantly seeing Orange County Sheriff's vehicles on those roads, especially those main arteries going into and through property. So it is something that's watched and monitored. People do get tickets. Don't think that you're not going to get a ticket on Disney property. Um, but I mean, I'm interested to hear what the investigation into that, like what happened. I mean, I don't know. This man could have had a, you know, this person, I don't even know if it's a man, but uh, this person could have had a medical issue that brought about the accident or something else. But um, the other thing is in Florida, there's a lot of places where traffic cameras are used. And just because an actual policeman doesn't put eyes on you doesn't mean you won't get a ticket. Yep. Yeah, with a little letter with the back of your vehicle. Or, right. Yeah. Sounds like you might know what that's like. <laughs> you might have gotten one or two of those. I didn't know about the letter trees. Yeah. Tell us about those. Got a little picture of you smiling as you're flying down. <laughs> Stop kidding. I heard. <laughs> so I've heard. You've heard tell. I heard tell. <laughs> All right, our next news story. Disney pulls Maui Halloween costume critics lambasted as, quote, polyface. Disney announced that they would no longer sell a boy's costume for the Polynesian character Maui from their upcoming film Moana that some Pacific Islanders have compared to blackface. They have rele- uh, Spokeswoman for Disney has released the following, quote, The team behind Moana has taken great care to respect the cultures of the Pacific Islands that inspired the film. And we regret that the Maui costume has offended some. We sincerely apologize and are pulling the costume from our website and stores. Okay, I. I'm going to sit back. Well, no, I'm. Look. Polyface, of course, is uh, a reference to blackface, right. um, is, is what they're comparing it to. And, you know, not being Polynesian. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's I, I. I'm sure Disney's intention was not to be insensitive with this. Well, and I don't know if this, you know, where this falls on that that political correctness spectrum of, you know, there are things we probably should be more mindful of, just not to hurt other people's feelings or be or or, or be, be be mean or cruel. Um, then there's the stuff that's just plain outright ridiculous. And it's it's a, it's an excuse for people to, you know, have righteous indignation over something because they feel out of control in other areas of their lives. I don't know. But um, I don't know where this falls on that. I don't know. What do you guys think? I understand that there's the idea that this is not um, an outfit, that this is representing the character's skin and the skin person's skin color is dark, mm-hmm. is has a Polynesian look to it. Um I just think we're getting into this thing where now kids are never going to be able to do anything that's slightly out of the realm of what they always do. If you're not going to dress like Captain America, uh, yeah, how are you going to learn about other cultures? But, but here's here's the thing too: is I think that kids more so now than at any other time. This is just my opinion. More so now than at any other time, um, are pretty much colorblind. The kids don't see that. They don't see black and white and brown and yellow. They just see other kids and other people. I think it's us. Oh, I agree with that. that it really is an older generation. But there's a, uh, there's a song from um, the Broadway musical South Pacific. Y- your children must be carefully taught. So I think there are children who are taught to see those things. I think right. you're right. The, the, the further generations move... The, the more colorblind they become. Do you think become. children are, are watching, little kids are watching this movie and saying, oh, there's someone who has a different skin color than no, me? No, no. I, no, I think they're, they're looking not. at it and going, look at this great I thing that's be happening. This guy. And that's right. I the think other they're thing looking is, at it and saying, I want to have tattoos like I that. Be, right. I want to be like well, him. I want to look like yeah. him. And that's where the argument's coming in, not so much the skin color, but because of the tattoos. Apparently, the 
Polynesian cultures take their tattoos very seriously because of the representation behind it. And they feel like that the costume is lampooning it because, you know, the person who would put those tattoos on them, they earned the right to have those tattoos. Right. And, you know, we were just having this conversation with Nancy Johnson from our Disneyland team. Who is uh, covered in tattoos. Yes, she is covered in tattoos. No, she, has a, she has a friend that she works with who is uh, from American Samoa. And uh, he actually uh, uh, is has been auditioned by Disney to play the face character of Maui. this particular this character Maui in in the Disney parks, and she was explaining about the tattoos and about how it's a rite of passage at different points in your life. You get certain tattoos, you know, uh, to represent you know coming of age as a man, getting married, having children things of that nature and each of these tattoos means something and on each person they're slightly different and the symbols mean something so I realize it is cultural and so that's why I'm not you know I don't feel like I'm in a place to say whether or not it's truly offensive or or I know for me you know not being from that culture I look at it and go okay what's the big deal but I know that that can also be ignorance and I also think the, the comparison to blackface is a little bit insensitive. Blackface came from a long history of degradation, correct? Slavery, and that's not what that, and that was almost an intentional thing, right? If not, and I think, if not so an I intentional think this, thing. I think this is a little off-putting. The fact that it's compared to that, and the fact that the word polyface was used, yeah, I think that's a little. You know, there's a great deal of in, there's a great deal in, in intent. You know, I was called names all my life. If you called me those names, I wouldn't be offended by it. If someone on the street called me those names, I would find that offensive, and I think it's the intent. So I think to compare yourself to something that was so racially motivated and has such a negative connotation and such a negative history, I don't think that's anything of what this is. Is it wrong? It might be. You said it all. It's uh, my opinion. I don't see the big deal, but I'm not Polynesian. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think to compare yourself to something else. Well, like that, I agree with you. You big Nelly Queen. Um, <laughs> since I'm allowed to say you those things, you big mom. But um, I, I don't know. Um, again, I, I, I kind of find myself in that. I, 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 I'll be honest. I despise to a, a large degree a great deal of political correctness. Um, I mentioned this recently. Mark Jacobs was just really taken down a notch because he used rainbow dreadlocks on his model in his last fashion show at New York Fashion Week. And I didn't see the show, but I read all about this this huge thing that happened. And he, he was accused of cultural appropriation. And I think to myself... Because the rainbow flag represents the gay culture. No, 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 no. He was culturally appropriating dreadlocks. hair typically... Uh, uh, oh. attributed to the African American. I don't even community. know what's being insensitive anymore. I can't even pick it out. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's the other part of the problem is that you know, we don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's again, it's gotten to the, that 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 kind of political correctness has gotten to a point where it's you know it borders on on ludicrous, and you know, there's artistic expression. There's and that's. What, in, in the case of Mark Jacob, that's what that was. It was artistic expression, um, and you know, it's these are the sorts of things that people jump on. I feel that they jump all over in order to have righteous indignation. I'm not saying that was wrong, but it reminds me of this. It seems like, again, I'm not African American. I'm not Samoan. It seems like maybe we're letting. We're letting too much bother us. You know, that's the way I feel about it, because we're all supposed to be one world, all, you know, everybody equal, which we are, all that, everybody be as one. But they're making it, they're separating it with doing this stuff, I think. Neither of my girls, and I don't think Max does either, they don't see color when they meet somebody. No. They don't see sexual preference. They don't see anything except another human being. And I don't know if that's the way they were raised. I think a lot of people are that way. Obviously, there's some people out there. I'm not appointing at you, Julie. But oh, I know. You're, some, you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. Some people out there are raising their children to be, you know, racist. Or I know people like that. Yeah, I do, too. They come to my house, and I straighten them out. There you go. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I'm, um, I don't know. I don't know. 
It, it seems to me, I used to teach kindergarten, and I don't mean to keep belaboring this point, but I used to have a box of costumes in my classroom. And those kids would be everything. Mm-hmm. A, a boy could be a princess. A girl could be, a, you know, a warrior. Um, That's I how think, it is in my house. I think it's just, and I, I mean, the thing that fascinated little five-year-old boys, which always made me laugh, was high heels. But they were like war boots and things like that. But I think it was, I can do this, and it's not, it had nothing to do with sexuality. It was all about play and experimentation. And I think to myself, some kid's going to see this movie and not be able to do this. You know, so mom's going to go home with a magic marker and do stuff on his T-shirt. You know, it makes me, it makes me think of, uh, there's a picture of me somewhere when I was three or four uh, for Halloween, dressed up as an Indian, Native American Indian, not India Indian. And, you know, I can remember that. I remember loving that costume and just, you know, just loving that. And now that would be considered culturally insensitive. Exactly. Do you remember when you were in school and you were told to sit on the floor Indian style? Mm-hmm. You can't say that anymore. Can't say that anymore. Now Crisscross you, applesauce. Yeah. Which <laughs> is just ridiculous. But you're not allowed to say that anymore. And I think, okay, I understand it. I get it. I won't do it. But... I think sometimes we go. A I, I think some of it. I think some of it is necessary. I think some of it is because there has been so much insensitivity, so much racism, so much. You know, especially there are certain certain groups where it's been. I mean, on, on the on the level of genocide, um, and that needs to be that uh, that needs to be understood. That needs to be in order for that to stop. Right. We have to understand that. Then there's the point where we're just thin skinned. And the slightest thing, the slightest word, the slightest look uh, is interpreted as being this whole thing. And all of this, all, all of this nefarious intent is assigned to people when sometimes it's just innocent. And we doesn't seem like some sections of society give an awful lot of leeway for that. For a while, everybody was labeled a bully. If you disagreed, if you mm-hmm. argued, you were a bully. It seems now the word is racist. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. But there are some things that aren't racist. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, in my opinion, that this costume is racist. There also is Maybe this, a bad idea. Yeah. There's also the idea of who is the person or the people behind you know, saying that this is not correct, right? They don't specifically identify a group or an organization, they say some Pacific Islanders yeah. are saying it. Well, that's like, do all gay people represent me? No. I mean, if I see a character on TV, I don't get offended because they're gay. But some people do. The way people are represented. It, represented. Okay, 1993, Max was a little end-in for Halloween. The most amazing little suede, fringy outfit my he sister get, made. Well, but also, okay, but my I'm sure he was my husband, share. My husband like is. I know was sure. My husband, who is half American Indian, and all of his people saw those pictures. Kelvin didn't, and they were like, they thought I was making fun of it. I said no, and I so I had to kind of backtrack that he was celebrating his heritage, but it was just a sweet little costume. Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, my family wants to be Pocahontas for Halloween. She has a Pocahontas costume. We're going to Mickey's Not So Scary. Hopefully, there won't be anyone that like calls her out. I'm, I'm not going to tell her she can't be Pocahontas. You know, she was a real life person as right. well as a Disney movie, mm-hmm. Disney princess. So, I also I do see problems when, for instance, if someone's going to portray Pocahontas in the park, that they hire someone who's not a Native American. I can understand being offended by that. Yeah. I mean. There are, I can think of several movies. Catherine Hepburn played Asian. Of all things, Mickey Rooney in the movie um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's played an Asian man. I can understand if that happens now, being offended at that because it's very easy to find an Asian um, to play a part. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Gosh, that sounds even. I don't mean to make them sound that disposable, but I can understand that. And I understand if someone is, you know, why would you not try and fill that part with someone ethnically? correct that that i even understand that i don't know where that didn't really have an end <laughs> that's well that's of, you know there was sort of trailed off. There, there there was the controversy out in disneyland over um a black actress playing the role of elsa in the frozen uh, stage show am I, am I, do i have that right craig mm-hmm. yes 
Okay, because my producer's not acknowledging can have, me. Can we have anyone play the role of Craig? I, oh. do you but see, Craig? I saw the, the show with her. So, and, you know, there were people that were up in arms about that. Um, so it's, it's again, I, I don't think, we're, I think we need to move on, but I, because I, I, I don't think we're going to solve political correctness in <laughs> the next three minutes. I believe we have. I, I believe we have Just addressed it. do it our it. way. Um, but, Let's do it our way. So, <laughs> since I'm not gay, can I still call you by the gay names, or am I out of that loop? No. Sure, but I have names for you too. Okay. It's the word intent. The word intent okay. is what's behind it. If you're trying to hurt me, then it hurts. You know okay. that old thing about sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. We've I would realize never hurt that, you, Kevin. You know what I'm saying? There are some people at the table. <laughs> There's intent, right. and I think intent matters. Right. Right. It matters a great deal. All right, moving on to our next story. Disney casting for Citizens of Hollywood after cutting one-third of them back in April. Disney is now casting for male and female Citizens of Hollywood roles in Hollywood studios. It's unclear if this casting call would introduce more citizens to the park or replace current citizens with new faces. As part of their cuts earlier this year, Disney cut 10 Citizens of Hollywood in April. Uh, it's unclear why Disney wants to hire back these performers. Do you want to be a citizen? Well, the question is, yeah, are they are they just changing out the ones that are already there, or are they, I hope they're adding people back. I hope they give back some of the jobs that were lost. Right. In I hope April. they hire back the ten that they let go. And, but you know, because Hollywood Studios needs all the help it can get. Right now, it's a third of a theme park at this point, and I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe it's just uh, maybe it's a need basis. Maybe because the park was so scaled back and there wasn't space for them, and there wasn't a need for them, they cut back, and now they're reintroducing them. But let's hope, like Pete said, that they are giving those people back their jobs and not recasting. Be. And I have a feeling, more than likely, they're probably recasting. Or if they hire them back, it's going to be at a lesser rate of pay. Or they might just be what designated walkers. <laughs> designated walkers. What was it? Uh, stylized, stylized walkers. Stylized walkers. I, I'm it's really fun. the wrong person to talk about this because when I see them on the street, I avoid them. Oh, I see. I love them. I think. <laughs> I think it's great. I think they do a great job. Very entertaining. Great way to distract you from the fact that nothing is open. Um, See, I, I am married to someone who thinks if there's audience participation, he gets shingles on top of hives. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking to me. Make them stop. We saw a commercial one day for the show Zoomanity in Las Vegas, and he says to me, did you see that commercial? They came out into the audience and they talked to people. We're never going. Never, ever. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens. So, all right, that will do it for the news. Oh, I got one more. Oh, we got one more? You forget. Busy, busy news it day. It was a busy, busy news week. All right, our last story is Disney considers purchasing Twitter. Oh, right, yeah. According to Bloomberg.com, the Walt Disney Company is considering a bid to purchase Twitter, Inc., and is currently working with a financial advisor to evaluate this possibility. The article mentions that Salesforce.com is working with Bank of America to also consider a possible bid for the social media company. After the news of Salesforce.com's interest broke last week, the speculation of Twitter being sold has ramped up, leading the company's share price to jump 21% on Friday. Uh, Let me just do one more thing. Uh, CNBC. 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 Those those letters were together and they threw me. Reports Microsoft. Like words. Like words. (laughs) No, but there were no vowels. (laughs) CNBC reports Microsoft could potentially bid for the social media company service. Along with confirming Disney's interest, CNBC says one company likely to pass on the deal is Facebook. So I think that's interesting. um, One of the things I read was that Disney's interest in this is uh, it would be another channel for them to... uh, that they would be able to bring a video component to Twitter that it desperately, desperately needs. And it gives them a channel to do that. And being a media company with a lot of video intellectual property, um, that's where the, the marriage is. Um, I don't know how I feel about Disney owning a significant social media company. Um, 
what filters you're afraid maybe they'll filter tweets and they'll uh put little ears on the little bird like beyond be, you know beyond video um look we can take a look at the trends of the last five years in particular it's gone on longer than that but over the last five years especially with the advent of magic bands the amount of information disney trades in now in terms of what people like, what people want, what people do is extraordinary. And there are entire groups within that company dedicated to doing nothing but mining that data. Twitter would give them access. Owning Twitter would give them access to a whole new treasure trove of information on the behavior likes, dislikes, what's trending, what's not trending, of 150 million people, I believe, that are on Twitter. I could, I just pulled that number out of my behind, so I don't know. Um, I'm just not going to go along with it. So I think that probably is driving more of this interest than anything else. Because right now, so much of what Disney is doing in terms of their marketing is driven by this kind of information. This also might be a younger demographic than what they... However, I... Entree into a younger demographic. Wouldn't you want to understand... Wouldn't you want to understand on a cellular level what appeals to, what, how to market to that demographic? I have a question, though. I see a lot of... We're on Twitter. And I see a lot of people saying things like, Twitter is now over. Twitter is for older folks. Yeah. It's things like Snapchat and mm-hmm. these type of things. Is Disney getting into something that's maybe a little bit too late? Absolutely not. Uh, so? Facebook has definitely skewed on yeah, the, the older. older generation starting to pick up on that because it is a very visual format for uh for them to be able to scroll through, find information, uh, stay in touch with family. I mean, my grandma I think is close to 90, 88 now and she's on Facebook. I mean, that's just... Does that make it bad? That's, no, it, I, don't, I don't have a problem with well, it. But, but remember, Facebook was started as a social media outlet for college yep, kids. only. Only. It was exclusive to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, but in order to generate the kind of growth it needed to become the behemoth that it is... You can't just go with that. You have to have no. And I was I was in the the not the very first round. Obviously, I didn't go to Harvard, and I wasn't there with Mark Zuckerberg. But I was in the the second round of colleges that Facebook opened up to. So it was it was cool to be able to see the whole progression and how it's moving on. With Twitter, though, I think the primary use for it is not only is it a way for celebrities to really. Uh, have be able to connect with their fan bases in a much uh, easier fashion, but uh, it's also become the place to go for breaking news. Uh, it really has. It, it makes news just passes faster. It's to the point. Obviously, if they want to tweet out a link to a news story, they can. But uh, it, it's become a place where people can get this information out so quickly and and in very small bites. Yep. And I don't think Disney could touch the format too much. Otherwise, it would it would risk ruining the entire format of how Twitter works. There's and also a whole thing. I apologize. I just I was just going to say I just checked. It's 313 million monthly active users. There you go. Yeah. So you're talking about an extraordinary number of people uh, that Disney is going to have what I like to call cellular level access to their their trends, their their behaviors. A word I had heard before but seemed to be being beaten over the head with, especially in this election cycle, is the word millennial. Mm. And how they are now one of the biggest voting blocks and they are one of the most important voting blocks. And I'm not trying to make this a political discussion, but that's where I keep hearing that word. And I've got to believe that that age bracket is important to companies. Absolutely. No, I mean, look, that's the most coveted uh, age group in terms of advertisers. Um, so there's certainly value there. Well, um, being part of that group, I really want to say that I feel important. You're I a millennial? Think you're a millennial? <laughs> Please. <laughs> See, now you're hurting my feelings. <laughs> He's but just you know what? I think it's the next generation they're, they're moving into. Well, look. You know, they've got to get it. Can I get somewhere? One of the things <laughs> Disney has done very, very well is prep 
young kids to become adults who take their families to Disney World. We see that all the time now. Um, you know, that these kids who, you know, I'm looking at two of them. Uh, there's two more on a computer screen in front of me right now. Um, that, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Mary Potter is there, like, doing hand gestures. Um, but, you know, these, 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 are, these are guys who, you know, were raised on Disney films, raised going to Disney parks, and now they've become the next generation of, you know, of, of Disney customers. I'm always impressed when you see children who are so young and they seem to know who Mickey Mouse is. And I think to myself, even when I was growing up, Mickey Mouse was kind of not the ubiquitous cartoon. I mean, he was not the one you saw on Saturday morning. There were not Mickey Mouse cartoons on when I was a kid. But I, they seem to know who Mickey Mouse is at at birth. Mm. So I think there, you know, there's something in the water. I can't explain it. It's because of me. I gave everyone a baby Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Julie's fault. So it, it remains to be seen. I mean, uh, this is Disney expressing interest in Twitter. Uh, of course, Jack Dorsey, uh, the CEO of Twitter, founder of Twitter. Um, also on the board of Disney. Is also on the board of directors for Disney. So how that plays into this. The minute I, Twitter tells me they want pictures of my feet, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it remains to be seen where this where this is going to go. That'll do it for the news. All right, thank you, John. Before we move on to rapid fire, um, Oliver Green and Stephen Elizabeth Porter are over in Disney Springs, standing in front of a structure that appears to never change. It is in a constant state of construction. It was supposed to be done uh, this summer. Clearly, that didn't happen. And of course, uh, we're talking about Planet Hollywood. So, how are you guys doing? How's the weather today? We're good. Yeah. The weather's actually really nice. It's more in line with Californian weather today. There's not that much humidity around. It's a little uh, bit of a breeze. Yeah, there is. We're getting a good breeze here. So to get the best view of what we're going to show you behind you, we came onto the top of the Coca-Cola building, and there's a nice breeze up here. All right. So what are you what are you seeing with this? Um, like, I, like, I, like I just mentioned, this was supposed to be, there were signs up all over the place, you know, summer 2016. Uh, well, we have now left summer 2016, or are about to, and this doesn't look like it is any further along than it was in June. Yeah, I mean, as you can see, there's still the stars from the planet Hollywood are still visible. Um, and they actually have guys scaffolding the building right now, going up and down. I don't know what they're doing. And they also have large gray tarps that are covering yep. one side. I don't know if they're already starting to paint the other side or what they're, these gray tarps are about, but it looks like they are making some sort of progress. They're putting the new exterior over the old exterior. Right. That's, this is, what, it, yeah, that's, that's what, what I heard. Like is that, Let me see if I can give you a close-up view but of they, what's going on. Show us the main entrance, because that, that's come along now. They added that in the lower part there. Okay, so yeah, yeah that's, that, that's, come, that's come up pretty fast. And I think that's actually a good addition, because with the old way that Point of Hollywood was, the stairs would go outside for long lines of people waiting out in the summer nights when it's like super hot out and they're just waiting in line for a table now it looks like they can at least have some ac while they're waiting for the table when was the That's last time true. anybody waited in line to get in planet hollywood yeah really uh, i'm just uh, what what are we hearing in terms of when this is supposed to reopen they changed the sign to fall yeah yeah i can see yeah i can see the sign from here yeah it says fall 2016 so uh, maybe they'll just keep pushing it back and from what i understand it was uh due to cost constraints that uh this is being delayed and that's why the decision they were originally going to completely redo that exterior but then they decided you know what let's just cover it up and so they're building a they're building basically another structure over it so that they don't have to go through the expense of literally gutting that that outside and rebuilding it it. fall 2016 right now yeah and from what i've heard (laughs) is that right now i think it's targeting november december so it'll be uh, the end of fall, uh, the very end of fall. Yeah, even now, there's only like a handful of construction workers working on there. There's not like, you know, it's it's that nice, slow Disney construction we're so used to seeing. It's not, there doesn't seem to be any haste in getting it up. Yeah, so. not, it's not an all hands on deck kind of a project. It's no, sponsored by Avatar Land, I think is what it is. <laughs> Maybe the yeah. inside is done. Maybe the inside's completely done and now this is just the last piece and... No, you can see through the building. It's empty inside. Oh yeah, I don't know if you can see this, but the, the inside isn't done at all. It's still, 
Um, this is just the exterior that's really starting to be done, like the observatory building here and the brick building you can see on the bottom. You don't the know, maybe it's supposed to be terrible. like that. And the, <laughs> sorry, not terrible, unconstructed. That's probably not even the correct word. Um, and the actual globe itself uh, is, well, yeah, it's half done. Well, it's... Uh, go ahead, Steve. I just think that... If, I, I didn't realize, but if this gray tarp is supposed to be the finished product, I think it looks horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, like I wouldn't. Have, I, I don't think that's good. I, no, I can't imagine. No, it's there's going to be like a metal sheeting over because it, it's supposed to look like an observatory. Like a, yeah, I'm imagining they're they're going to have to put something between the original exterior and whatever they build. So maybe that's what you're looking at, or maybe they're doing repairs to that. Oh, oh. Good. sorry, there was a huge wasp. <laughs> oh wait. It was as big as a jumbo jet, honestly. This is screaming. I love it. Oh, my Lord. Uh, like you're pushing Steve off the roof. Yeah, really. I was like, don't jump. It's not worth it. It was as big as a jumbo jet? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah it was huge. Yes. Where are you guys right now? On top, top of, of the Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola store. Building. Pay attention, Rhino. It's funny you should mention that, actually. Oh, did they because, ask that? Uh, they said they mentioned Because it. Steve oh. had never tried the Coca-Cola, the international Coca-Cola cups you. you can get here, and we've uh, picked out our two favorites. Yeah, it's a pretty affordable, uh, it's a pretty affordable. Like, oh, well, hold on. Before you guys go any further, let's just make sure we explain to people what it is you're talking about. At the t- on, the, on the top level of the new Coke store that is at Disney Springs, uh, they have, uh, they, they have uh, basically an, an outdoor uh, refreshment area where you can go and you can buy uh, samples, like they call them soda flights, of you know, eight different, I think it's eight or ten different sodas from around the world, much like what you were getting, what you get in Club Cool at Epcot. Uh, but you can also get like ice cream floats and other things. They have uh, freestyle Jack Coke. and Coke. Yeah, you can. Well, think, after 4 p.m., yeah. after 4 p.m., you can get uh, alcoholic beverages along with that. So what these guys did, apparently, I guess you did a flight. And is that what you did? Yes. Yeah, it's the international flight. So how many do you get? Uh, uh, yeah, there's, I think it's 16. 16 in total, 16 yep. total drinks for $9. So they are small cups, but you get to try a lot of different things. A lot of them is a lot of overlay from Club Cool, but there's also yep. some different ones, some new ones. Some equally bad as Beverly choices. So and Beverly is on there as well, if you were wondering. Yeah. But, uh, We've got our favorites, though. That's what we picked out. So, what so, do you, can you remember yeah, what you Yeah, mine is the Smart Watermelon from China. It's really good. It's really good. It's really, really good. And mine was the Honduras Choice, which is um, Delaware Punch. So, yeah, very sweet, very nice. And I will say, that was my second favorite. So I want to watch go. them both drink Beverly. we got to get Steve sunglasses. Yeah, Steve, don't you have sunglasses? Oh, yeah, it looks well, like no. you're enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me try it again. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, thank you very much for uh, for dropping in. Oh, I say dropping when you're on the third story. So, yeah, I'm standing next to a glass a glass wall here, and I can see straight down. Please don't say that. Hope there's no bees. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but thanks for thanks for dropping in, guys. Have a good rest of your day. It's been a thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. So. That will do it for that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we're so excited about a bad restaurant reopening. I really don't know. Why. Well, hopefully it'll be better. Hopefully, because yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes there made could to not, the menu. It could not go worse. Um, there'll be a lot of changes made to the menu, and you know, at least this construction isn't tying up traffic. You know, it's an eyesore, but it's not like what we had to deal with when they started like closing roads and building garages, and we couldn't park anywhere. So, you know, I'm so happy with Disney Springs right now. I'm excited to see this. Uh, You know, if it's anything like what the rest of the additions have been like, I think it could be very good. Um, And I'm willing to forgive Planet Hollywood for years of abusing us um, in hopes that they will uh, learn from their mistakes and do better with a new restaurant. But who knows? Anyway, we're going to move on to rapid fire. Throw it over to you, John. All right. Uh, for those of you on Podcast Crew 6, I know everyone's anxiously awaiting information. This has just been posted on the Disboards and has been sent to everybody in email. We have pre- and post-cruise stays at the Walt Disney World Swan Hotel. Um, uh, been very, very difficult for us to get pre-cruise stays at any Walt Disney World hotel. It's just full up. 
So the Swan was very, very nice to us. Our good friends there, $159 per Such night. Such a good price. Uh, plus tax. And also, in addition, there is that resort fee that they charge. But this is like 50 bucks less than their normal rate. So it's a pretty good rate. Both uh, pre- and post-cruise. Information has been sent to everybody on the cruise about uh, how to go about booking this. So do me a favor. If you haven't received that email, you can write to me at john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And I'll make sure we check your email and we make sure you get that. I also want to mention, too, people are very anxious. They want to know about our transportation. We will definitely have transportation to and from uh, Walt Disney World to the cruise and also from the cruise to Orlando International Airport. Again, what we usually do is hire a company, private buses, and all of that will be spelled out very soon. And also, Are we doing one of those with like the stripper pole? We are. It's going to be a party bus. With Tracy a, Heinrichs? With a keg. Uh, no, Teresa. Teresa on the stripper pole. Yep. Just put him on the back of the what I'm driving. Put Three on. at a time. There you go. And also, <laughs> folks are very, very anxious to hear about our events on the cruise. We are working out on all the details of our events, and hopefully soon we should have information about what we will be doing, what everybody's going to be doing, so you can plan your cruise. We're working on it, I promise. All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. Uh, last week or the week before, I mentioned that there's going to be a new ABD adventure October 21st of next year. They've added a Rhine cruise for the fall, and it's going to be a food and wine cruise. And there weren't a lot of details, but I have some details. This goes on sale uh, September 30th. I've heard from some of you. I have all your names. As soon as I have more information, I'll let you know. But if you're interested in after you're done, you can write to Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and we can get you all ready to go, too. Uh, day one is going to start in Basel, Switzerland. There will be a Swiss cheese and wine welcome reception. Day two is in Strasbourg, France. I apologize. I am going to murder these names. Some of them I'm reading for the first time or the second time. Uh, there's going to be a Rickware walking tour, a Rickware culinary tasting of sausage and coconut macaroons. There's sausage to- macaroons. Sausage, Sausage and, coconut. and coconut. There's going to be a Macarons. tour, tasting, and blending at a local winery, a visit, or a presentation on board. They're not sure yet. This one is the one that sounded the most fun. There's going to be a tart flambe class and wine pairing with beer and Alsatian wine. And there's going to be on your own time in Rickwer or Strasbourg. Day three is in Strasbourg, and it, there's going to be a patisserie class. Day four is in Mannheim, Germany. This is a new port for sp- uh, specifically for this sale date and at this point the activity details are not um, available I'm sure that will be out eventually day 5 is in Rudesheim, Germany there's going to be a George Boer vineyard or Adolf Storzel vineyard wine tasting, a tour of George Boer vineyard it's B-E-U-E-R and again I apologize to George um, there's a food and wine tasting you're being racially uh, insensitive to George I am I'm going to dress up as him for Halloween. Food and wine tasting on the Rhine with demonstrations. In day six, you're in Cologne, Germany. There's cooking and wine demonstrations. Day seven is in Amsterdam, Holland. And there's a Heineken, Heineken, a Heineken factory tour, a caramel waffle demonstration. I don't, great. Just make them, keep making them. And the last thing is a House of Bowls cocktail. Bowls, B-O-L-S. Calm down. Cocktail workshop. And that's it. That's what I know so far. Do we have pricing on these cruises? They're not releasing pricing at all. Or I've seen them. I didn't tell Kevin yet. I have seen pricing. I am not allowed to release it or talk about it. However, I will let you know it is surprisingly good. Oh, good. So, this is I, news to me. Yep, surprisingly good. So we will have it actually on our site in our calculator. So if you want to come to the site and book I've it, I've got my brass knuckles. When I get home, I'll get it from him. And uh, and get a quote from Kevin on that one. It's, it's only released. a couple more days. It's September 30th. They're going to release it. And the whole ship is uh, open for this booking. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. If I wasn't going, if I wasn't, we, if we weren't going to China, I think we would be on this trip. I think yeah. so, too. It looked really good. It does look good. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Teresa. Okay. If I can read this on my phone. The Muppets Interactive Experience coming to Liberty Square at the Magic Kingdom will begin Sunday, October 2nd. According to thread on DizBoards.com, showtimes will be 9.05, 9.15, 10 o'clock, 10.15, 11.45, 11.55, 10, 
215, 125, 220. Okay, can we just say multiple times? Okay, multiple times. Because I know these people are in their car or on their treadmill writing this down furiously as you're reading it. I know. I just want to say it real fast. It sounded good. Next week, Teresa announces the movie times at the AMC Theater. The show is called The Muppets Present Great Moments in American History. I would love to do that. Why don't Hello, you just and tell welcome me? Welcome to Movie Phone. Sorry. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see? Right. Right. Oh, you want, you want to see that? Oh, that's terrible. Two forty-five. That's don't horrible. Go see that. Okay, let me go on here, John. Okay. No. The show is called "The Muppets Present Great Moments in American History" and will feature town crier James Jefferson and his friend Sam Eagle, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fro- Fozzie Bear, and the Great Gonzo. Fonzie Bear. Fonzie Bear. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Fonzie Bear. A Fonzie Bear. <laughs> they will show Muppets share stories with early American from early American in their own Muppet way. They'll be head. The Muppets will appear in a second story window of the building in Liberty Square and interact with guests from there. Don't go, John. They're interacting with guests. Did you say the, the beheaded Muppets? Will <laughs> the beheaded Muppets. <laughs> will be rolling out the window and hitting the the center of Liberty Square. Don't go. They're going to be interacting. Yeah, we should please. <laughs> So I, I think it sounds fun. I'm, I'm really excited, excited about this. this. I am too. I am very excited. Oh, when does stand- it start? You want the times? Hang on. No, the date. <laughs> you the the times. <laughs> give you the times. October second, multiple times throughout the day. Check the park guide, <laughs> and don't ask Teresa to read the times. So, thank you mm-hmm. very much, Lady Eccles. This is <laughs> Lady Martin. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. Joffrey's Coffee at Walt Disney World is celebrating National Coffee Day by offering discounted coffee. So this Thursday, September 29th, stop by a Joffrey's kiosk and get a 16-ounce hot or 24-ounce iced coffee for just $1. Wow. 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 That's pretty exciting. How about their frozen drinks? I iced just said. coffee. <laughs> iced coffee or hot coffee? 16-ounce hot or 24-ounce ice? We were at one coming out of Animal Kingdom Sunday and we got the like the lemon frozy thing and there was a frozen cappuccino thing so that might oh it's a little cappuccino little cappuccino Um, it was too too tart to drink (laughs) I watch too much TV and too many movies one lump or two so Joffrey's is also offering several new flavors for fall they're going to have a harvest latte which will be rich espresso blended with creamy milk and caramel sauce with green apple syrup served hot or over ice and topped with whipped cream a pumpkin pie latte, which would be rich espresso blended with creamy milk and pumpkin pie flavoring served hot or over ice, and then a pumpkin pie chai. Pumpkin creamy pie. chai and flavored with pumpkin syrup served hot or over ice. Rhino, have you been to He did the um, gasp and the pearl culture. Dairy Queen? They've got a pumpkin pie blizzard. Oh it's got the it's got the crust in there and everything. Oh it's I'm awesome. going. So I, I think this sounds like a great deal for people who are gonna be on the park in the park on Thursday. Get your dollar coffee. Just on, yeah, Just on Thursday. Huh? Just on Thursday. Just that's it's National Coffee Day, not week, not oh, days. One I day. I don't drink coffee. She's that guest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what time's the three o'clock parade? Well, thank you very much, Julie. I've never said that. Gregory. Okay. Uh, you can now get a DTEC on demand iPhone seven case at the DTEC on demand locations. Um, so yeah, if you have a iPhone seven or seven plus, you can customize uh, your your case now, and if you just want a prepackaged one that they sell everywhere, um, they will start rolling those out in early October at some point. Pete, do you have the seven yet? That's what yes. I was Did you <laughs> rush it. out and get it? <laughs> I was joking. Did you really just get it? <laughs> yeah. How much different size wise is it? Than well, I got the. Plus? Uh, well, I uh, I had the six six S plus, and this I just have the regular seven. Um, so it's a very small phone. I, I'm going to tell you, um, I I switched over to uh, the Samsung Galaxy. But this is the regular six S7 Edge. Um, I switched over to that. Uh, oh, here it is uh, as my primary phone um, a few months ago. First time since ever since the iPhone has come out. So a different number. That's why no, I can't it's not get you a different, on the phone. Okay. <laughs> same number. <laughs> same number. Just different phone. Um, and mainly because, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll play around with the seven, but um, and I'll do a fair comparison. This is a better phone. I love Apple. I love Apple, but they're not innovating. They're not innovating. Samsung is. Now, sometimes Samsung innovates too much, and their phones catch fire. Right. Um, but 
that's not a problem with the Edge. That was the Note. That's the S7 Note that has that problem. Uh, this is the S7 Edge. I haven't had any problems at all with it. Uh, the screen on this is amazing. Uh, the low-light photography is the main reason why I went to it. Now, I haven't had a chance to test out low-light photography, but I do plan on doing a comparison between this phone and the Parks and the, uh, uh, the, the iPhone so. 7. But I just got it yesterday, so... I'm also curious about the size. Does it really need a whole new case now? Well, they added the extra camera onto it. Oh. So that's going to change. Protrudes, apparently. But I, I will tell you something. <laughs> that phone feels like a plastic toy. You know, where you sh- usually the iPhones have some heft to them. Mm-hmm. No. No, this feels like a piece of plastic. Um, I'm really disappointed right now in where, the direction they've gone in. They're not Apple's not innovating anymore. Every single thing is just like an incremental upgrade, and most of it is trying to catch up with what their competitors are doing. Whereas it used to be their competitors were falling over themselves to try and match Apple. That's not the case anymore. Apple used to lead, right? And they don't. They, they lead from behind. So they created um, the chicken nugget, but they didn't perfect it. Like so, McDonald's, right? Where's that cricket noise when you need it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's just kind of how. And they remove the headphone jack. I use yeah, my headphone jack. What's that about? I feel, yeah, I. This is something they do. This is something they do. Um, but I don't I know. I think I'm skipping this episode. So again, I haven't had enough time with it yet to be able to really say anything, but. But I just got the six plus this Just summer. on spec. Is that the big you, one? Just on spec using it um, for a little while last night, I didn't see anything that led me to believe that, oh, wow, no, I need to switch back to iPhone. Really happy with the, with the Samsung. So, but that's me. So, okay. Thank you, Craig. Rhino. Um, so, mine has to do with the Wheel of Fortune. They're planning a Disney Grand Adventures week. Um, so, Disney and Wheel of Fortune are teaming up again, and it's the Grand Adventures week, like I said, so it's going to feature grandparents who are big Disney fans. Um, there's going to be Disney-themed puzzles, all that stuff. I thought this was interesting because Pat and Vanna are taking in the sights around Walt Disney World during it, and they were actually filming that during our fam, yeah. the agent familiarization thing. That's why they were around there because I was like, oh, I they were in the little a... car thing. Yeah, saw them. Yeah, so it, it'll be cool that they you should watch. Sweating. I couldn't figure that out. It's a, it's a lot, a lot of makeup. The plastic, yeah. 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 Um, but some uh, some special guest uh, Disney guest stars will be on. Um, one lucky viewer will win a grand adventure at Walt Disney World. Um, it's going to take place, or actually, just started last night, and it's going through the end of this week. So if you tune in, maybe you'll see some of your spots. Maybe you'll see Teresa staring at Ryan holding my drink at the dock. <laughs> but that's it. All right. Well, thank you for that, Rhino. Uh, we were going to do a uh, a little bit about some of the rumors. Uh, that have been swirling around lately, but we're about 10 minutes past two, and uh, I think what we'll do is we'll push this... Do- yeah, Teresa, that clock says okay. it's quarter after seven, so... Freaking me um, out. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to push that to to next week, so we'll actually go into depth on some of the rumors. We had a lot of news this week. We had a lot of news yeah, this week. and week. Yeah, especially lately. So that is going to do it for our show for this week. We'll see you again next Tuesday with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Bye.